The contents of this show are for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. Any information on the show does not create a client-therapist relationship and should not be taken as professional advice. Before making any decisions regarding your health care, ask your personal physician or mental health care professional or call 911 for any emergencies. We are three friends exploring connection from the coffee shop to the podcast studio. I'm Amy. I'm Anna. I'm Erin. Hey, we wanted to give you a quick heads up that this episode was recorded before any stay-at-home orders were in place and before we had any idea what the coronavirus would be doing to our lives today. Just something to keep in mind while listening. Also, we have a super cool new way to support the show. For as little as $3 a month, you can become a patron and help us keep doing what we're doing. Patreon.com slash less alone podcast and there's a link on our website right at the top less alone podcast.com cool i'm ready when you are cool well we are just gonna jump right in and let everybody know that we've got ben higgins on the line he's you're just like the most beloved bachelor of all time (laughs) and i have to say that anna has been saying that you're the most beloved bachelor ever since that we scheduled you on the calendar and so i'm like don't you know i'm not a bachelor follower but wait ben i we are super curious so you know we know you as a ba- as you know the bachelor the most you know, beloved bachelor yeah. of but time. <laughs> we also know that there is so much more to you mm-hmm. and it and you know just by looking into all your businesses and what you've done in the past we we just kind of want to get to know you beyond the bachelor that's fair. I mean, thank you for assuming that there's anything more than the bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be, that's a nice assumption. I would like to hope there is, uh, but I'll let you guys decide. Okay, okay, fair. Well, let's start a little bit with your coffee company, because it does seem like that is, you know, our um, podcast started in a coffee shop. Well, the idea was born from a coffee shop. We're huge coffee fans. And, you know, it seems like Generous Coffee, your company, is doing a lot of really great things in the coffee industry. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Okay, well, I could go on for hours, uh, but I know we don't have hours, so I'll just give you a quick rundown here. Cool. A um, few years ago, we, uh, a couple of buddies and I decided that uh, we could use for-profit business um, to try to do uh, some type of positive purpose with it. So we actually called Generous a for-purpose company. We're for-profit, um, but we donate our profits from the sale of our products back to nonprofits. Uh, that are fighting human facing injustice on the ground and the injustices that we've kind of attacked are um, lack of clean water, lack of education, lack of health care, uh, lack of uh, safe infrastructure um, and lack of jobs. And so those are kind of the areas and the lanes that we invest into. Uh, in short, we chose coffee because just like your podcast, uh, you know, we believe coffee cultivates good conversation, that coffee uh, cultivates good stories that coffee mm-hmm. is massively consumed that we believe <laughs> that coffee tells a really good story with it. Yes. Um, and then also we found out just kind of the injustice facing the coffee world that the producers growing these coffees oftentimes don't have clean water or jobs or education because 
typically that their beans aren't being sold at a fair price. And so there were so many different elements here that allowed us to start generous coffee. Um, and, uh, and cool enough, uh, we now have two coffee shops in Denver and most of our, our profits or revenue comes through our online sales, uh, and also our wholesales where we service, uh, large corporations or churches, schools, et cetera. So I saw on your website that there looks like there's pictures of you visiting the farmers that grow the coffee beans. And so is there any stories that you have from that, that, um, stand out that, uh, help illustrate your mission? A hundred percent. I mean, there's, there's hundreds and, and, uh, I go down probably four times a year. Um, and so I was just down there in October and where is down there? Uh, what? uh Hond- Honduras, oh, okay. uh, mostly, uh, we have a lot of coffee from all over the world, but Honduras is where our closest connections lie and it's where our main partners sit. Um, and so, uh, one of the cool stories is this, and I always use this story cause I think it's one that just radiates with me. Um, you know, seeing the coffee producers has been an incredible experience. They, they grow coffee in the most beautiful places in the world. Mm. Um, again, these producers aren't getting paid anywhere close to what they should be. Uh, and we're trying to hopefully advocate and change that. Um, and so one is seeing their, them growing some of the best product in the world and still having a hard time feeding their family. That's a story that I want to continue to share this so that people realize, um, what we need to do and, and, and how we purchase coffee. The, the, but this is one of the one that stands out to me through one of our partners, Humane Hope United. Uh, we invested some money to build a water well. Um, we built this water well in this community uh, in Honduras. And uh, a year and a half later, I went back and a team of us went back. And we were hanging out. We were talking to one of the ladies there who's a friend of ours uh, who we've known for 10 plus years. And she's 35 years old. And I just asked, I said, hey, how has it been having a water tank? And she looked at me in the eyes and she said, for the first time in 35 years, I've woken up without a stomach ache. Oh, oh my uh, gosh. I'm getting so teary, Ben. Me, That's yeah, so good. So for the, it, it really has changed our paradigm. I mean, we've, we, there's a thousand more things that we could talk about, but that's one just really tangible example that this woman who's 35 years old, how do you, how could you ever be your best self when mm-hmm. you wake up every day with diarrhea and a stomach ache? And so, this um, sounds horrible. My God, that's, that is incredible to think about how much you're changing the lives yeah. of, of, uh, those, those people. Well, and it's something that like we just take for granted, you yeah. know, like water. Right. Definitely. Definitely. A hundred percent. I want to, I want to always communicate that, you know, generous is kind of the engine, um, but it's really everybody kind of partnering together, purchasing the coffee, advocating on behalf of the people going on trips and all those things are really making the magic happen. And so it's been awesome to be a part of it and to have a a piece of it. Uh, But it's really, we always like to speak in in an inclusive language of like all of us, because all of Mm -hmm. us have the power to do that. And that, and that makes it really fun. Well, and it like, as far as our, podcast goes being one of connection. It's so neat to think about Generous Coffee and all of you who kind of participate in making it happen, but the connections and also the full circle, you know, that if you are, um, you know, if you are selling the beans that then the people in Honduras are growing and then you're able to sell the beans and with your profit supply clean water to them. I mean, just like the connection of that entire, um, of your entire community and then making it really happen for each other is really quite a mission. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, connect, we could, we could go on and on about and talk about connection too. connections uh, really kind of how my life in the last two years has been formed and why I invest or participate in things. 
And so, yeah, connection is the key um, to, to, to what I believe the world needs again is we got to get reconnected. And so, yeah, coffee has been a great avenue for that. And that's so cool because that's exactly why we have you on our <laughs> podcast. Yeah. But it, we do know, I mean, your life is pretty interesting. Um, we Did you grow up in Indiana? Is that right? I grew up in Indiana. I moved to Denver uh, out of college to pursue a job out here. And was that software sales? It was, yeah. <gasps> I was selling uh, back office processing software. So I... That's what I did in my past too. Just gotta really? say, yeah. So I sold, I sold um, CRM. But anyway, oh. um, yeah. So and then, how did you end up going, getting on The Bachelor, or what or was? How did you decide that you wanted yeah. to apply to be on The Bachelor? Yeah. Is what I'm curious. Well, let me about. give you a really high overview here. So this is what happened. Um, I moved out to Denver to pursue a job. I had just got out of a relationship. Uh, when I got broken up with, I'm an only child. And when I got broken up with the girls said, Hey, like, I don't think you're ever going to leave home. And she was right. And you've kind of <laughs> lost your it factor. And I said, well, Ouch. um, and, but she was right. And it was actually the best tough love she could give me because I was an only child who loved being in Indiana. And unless I got pushed, I think mm. I'd have been really comfortable staying there. And so, uh, my response to her was to say, no, 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 you're not going to be right here. And I <laughs> really immediately took a job in Denver. Well, moved up to Denver and let me set the stage uh, for you. I, I come out, I get an apartment in a place, a town I have no clue where, uh, where I'm, be- where I'm going to live. I get this apartment I'm living. It ends up being like a place where a lot of older people live. <laughs> so I'm kind of alone um, at my apartment. I have no friends. I don't nobody out here. Uh, I have a job that I'm okay with that I don't love. Um, and I'm not dating because I'm living so far outside the city that there's no like places to meet anybody where I'm living. So one day I'm sitting at my desk and our uh, head marketing officer comes by and she goes, Ben, she literally says this. You're the saddest 24 year old I've ever met. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what does that mean? And she said, you have all these things going for you. You have a good job. Like, you're, you're, you're fun to be around. And yet you sit here all day. You don't date, you don't make friends. Like your life is, is not. And I think she said this cause she knew I could take it. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Um, anyway, she said, here's the deal. She goes, the casting calls are for the bachelor downtown right now. <gasps> oh. You come with me. And I said, I'm not going no to a casting way. call. Not going to a casting call. I said, there's no chance I'm going to a casting call. And she said, well, if I sign you up for the show and they call you, will you, will you go through with it? And I said, I will. And that's what she did. She went in, she signed me up. We did a video. We did all this stuff. But before I knew it, I was going on the show. And really when you ask why I did it, it was because all those things I just spoke about, like there was, there was so much to my life that I just kind of wasn't fun and wasn't exciting that I thought, um, let's see if this can shake life up a bit. Mm. Like, it seems, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, a little bit. Story. Yeah, a little bit. You, you and, nailed uh, that. Uh, yeah. No, that's a funny joke. Um, but <laughs> at the time, it was just like, let's see what happens and see if we can shake it up. Wow. So one of the things you famously talked about when you were a contestant on Caitlin's season is that you worried you were unlovable. How have, mm-hmm. um, and that's one of the things I was really interested in talking to you about, like your connection to feelings of love and worthiness and, and being lovable and inherently lovable. Um, how has that changed if it's changed at all? 
Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, you know, there's a couple things. I have to give credits for the show to the show because I believe that if you watch every season, you're going to see contestants get off the show and be better versions of themselves. Yeah, either that's either true. more confident, uh, more aware, hopefully, um, more uh, relatable. Just those kind of things. And for me, uh, it was really on the show uh, through a long interview with a friend of mine. He was a producer in the show. Where he, he looked at me and he goes, I just don't know you. I've been around you for a month and I just don't know you. I said, what do you mean? He goes, you just don't speak of anything of substance. And I said, well, Whoa. I want Whoa. to. Yeah. I'm, he's like, but he goes, what does that make you feel when I say that? I was like, well, it makes me, it, it hits my my deepest core, which makes me feel unlovable or unlikable. Mm. Um, and, and I think what's happened was I've said that then because that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um there's a lot of things that have came from, I I can't, I mean, obviously good relationships and, and time and processing has helped heal some of the like paralyzing wounds that that has felt. Mm -hmm. But I think what it's turned into for me is, is maybe I use the wrong verbiage where it's not unlovable, but I feel like nobody will ever truly get to know me. And Mm -hmm. as a result, I'll never get to truly know anybody else. And so we'll kind of walk past each other and, and give our, our head nod but never actually sit down to say, this is who I am and, and this is who you are. And, and, and as a result, like we're better because we're connected. And I think that's Mm. where I've fallen is I believe I am worthy of love. I I still question if I'll ever be able to fully know myself, know, know others, or if anybody will actually know, want to know me. Who's ready for some intriguing flavors of tea? I am, and I hope you are too. So check out techotea.us. That's T-E-K-O-T-E-A dot U-S. And I will tell you, there are wild-picked Icelandic herbs blended with delicious green and black teas. So check it out, techotea.us. You want to get out of debt? I can help you get out of debt so fast. So get yourself hooked up with the Debt-Free Roadmap, and it will walk you through all the steps. I want to help you get to where you want to be. DebtFreeRoadmap.com. Clean what you can. You'll find products and services that will help you, one, identify your top five values, two, give you direction in life, and three, clean, keep things tidy and purified, namely air and water. So check it out. Cleanwhatyoucan.com. Hey, Anna. Yeah? You know Aaron's a pretty badass therapist, uh, right? I totally know. I just like take notes when she's talking. Me too. <laughs> Some of our audience does as well. Uh-huh. So did you know that there's also a place that you can get information directly from her? On her website, right? Yeah. And didn't you do it? Yeah. Tell us about it. Yeah. So there's all these free workshops that they're offering. And at thekaliinstitute.com, you can sign up for those. K-A-L-I is how you spell Kali. And then institute, thekaliinstitute.com. Get it done. Do you, how was your, so it sounds like you had to build a relationship with yourself. And so in that process. And so what is that? What did that look like for you? Um, well, I think it's, it's one realizing I'm not alone. And so, yes, 100% building a relationship with myself was important. So it's true. Good thing away. you're on the Less Alone podcast, Ben. <laughs> good job. Oh, that's a good point. Wow, that's a good point. Uh-huh. That's a good point. Um, yeah, so, it, you know, as, as I've walked through the path of trying to get to know myself, 
it's, it's really uh, kind of highlighting a few mentalities that I want to focus on. So one is I can no longer be the victim. And so I mm-hmm. was getting in a very victim state where everything uh, was woe is me. And that allowed me to never truly have any awareness of self. The second is realizing, I'm, you know, again, I'm not alone and realizing there's other people out there struggling with the same thing. Um, and, and I would say uh, another example um, or just a practice that I've put into um, is is just kind of living in silence. Mm-hmm. Um, so connect like to connect with myself. I've had to live in silence and silence is scary because mm-hmm. your mind starts to go into places that maybe you aren't familiar with or maybe you haven't touched in a while and uh, confronted in a bit. And so, yeah, I think that in order to process those, I think my silence and my aloneness are vital. Mm-hmm. What is the most surprising thing that you found out about yourself in silence? Um, I, I think uh, that's a great question. I think maybe that was one of the Aaron's most surprising. A, Aaron's a therapist, by the way. Just <laughs> FYI, <laughs> buckle up. Uh, no, <laughs> she asked kidding. a really good question. <laughs> that's the, Hey, that's a good one. Um, I think how much um, I think one of the most surprising things to me uh, was how much um, hurt, unwarranted hurt I had uh, fantasized into my mind. Mm-hmm. So meaning like I had I had created storylines in my head that were not true and I was living based on that narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I sat in silence and actually had to like, there's nobody I'm trying to prove anything to when I sit in silence with myself. Like, no, I'm not going to make myself feel any cooler uh, if I like tell a funny story that's not true. So I had to sit there in honesty. And as I did that, I realized that my honest narrative was a little bit different than the life and the, and the perception I was living in. I think that's been really healthy, mm-hmm. but really a really hard thing to divorce from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have a motto that you live your life by? Um, no, not at all. I, I, well, actually, Generous's new motto coming up is live to give. And I think that's oh. a pretty good motto. So like, I mean, maybe I'll maybe I'll start doing that. I really don't. Um, you know, I, I do uh, have uh, a background and a current like I really uh, believe uh, in Jesus. And so that's really kind of my like my heart and kind of where my thoughts stem from. I always say in any podcast I do, if it's with um, any people of faith or not of faith, it's None of this is really going to make sense unless you know that about me. Mm. And then that kind mm-hmm. of guides and directs um, my path. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've also one of the cool things in the last few years is I've been exposed uh, because of my upbringing in Indiana, which I grew up in the Methodist capital of the world. So you can <laughs> imagine what that was what that was like. Yeah, um, I had I had to confront my faith and question if it was real or not and mm. then decide for myself, oh, this is something that I still believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also because of being in LA all the time or going to New York city or these bigger cities or getting away from Indiana, I've been confronted with people of other belief systems and then being curious about where, why and what they believe has really also been a really fun, exciting, good and curious journey for me. Mm. Uh, And that's a motto I live by is I don't want to get comfortable again. Being comfortable Uh, isn't fun. mm -hmm. Uh, Good. Yeah. Wow. So uh, what's something that you wish people would ask you about that they don't? what you just asked me oh Oh, good all right well that's good because i have a follow-up question (laughs) about it so has your would you say that because i don't remember i feel like for some of the contestants on the show faith is a big thing but i don't necessarily remember that being a part of your story on the show has your faith changed or have you um 
you know, been more open about it in the past couple of years or, or do I remember your show no. incorrectly? Yeah. I would say my faith is, I mean, it's grown. It's, it's been, I've been more confident in it. I've been able to speak clear to it. I've been able to confront confrontation on it and, and not debate, but converse and find curiosity in other people's beliefs. And that's been a, fun, a really fun piece of my last few years because of the confidence that I hold personally. Mm, sure. Um, but on the show, it was definitely a conversation I spoke about often. I, I, I wasn't shown mostly because it's, it, I think it was probably shown just enough, meaning it, it, people, if you watched this season, you would have heard or at some point known that I was somebody that um, had a, a faith and a belief. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't like once it was said, it kind of felt like, well, how many times can you, you know, mm-hmm. pound this into, into the show? It didn't create the story, a storyline outside of maybe just like why I was saying and doing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think, I don't think it was as um, like you, you have like recent characters on the show who preach, uh, and speak and belittle, yeah. uh, and demand. And I think those are easy storylines to to show because they're intriguing to watch. I think for me it's more of a passive, Hmm. um, it was an open faith, but a passive and, um, silent understanding. Mm -hmm. Got it. Hopefully. Yeah. So so I'm curious because we're coming close to time. Like what, uh, so if you're the way that your marketing director, whoever that, who put you up to being on the bachelor, um, (laughs) and then you were on the show and then you're, how has your, what is that like to be like, if you don't know anyone in the city that you live in and now everybody in the, the world <laughs> knows who you are and so and stops you to take uh-huh. pictures and that's it's not <laughs> like that long Amy of, at not, DIA that's right not that, long that will be posted frame. and so I'm curious about how what was that like for you because it's a lot you're right it hasn't been that long of a time frame right I mean it's only been uh you know really four and a half years of my life that this has happened it's a lot it's a big change um, you have to kind of dive into it. I will tell you this. It is awesome. Um, <laughs> I mean, good. Um, good. It is so good to have friends and to have people. I mean, I, I've told, I told the story. I was at, in this like little gas station in Oklahoma once and I walk in to grab like a candy bar and a water and somebody there goes, Oh my gosh, Ben. And, <laughs> and that is like, it is, I can't tell you how cool now. Granted, the fame part of it is not fulfilling. There's a lot that comes with that that feels like a burden. Mm. But the idea that now people are interested in my life and that I can then um, speak from a place often of uh, that they want to listen to, that mm-hmm. it's legitimate. Um, and then also to connect with so many people in so many different areas of uh, the, the world really now is awesome. And I will tell mm. you that is such a good change. There's, there's things that I don't love about it, but for the most part, um, people have been incredibly awesome to get to know. And I've really enjoyed the last four and a half years of this story that I'm, I'm participating in. It's like the ultimate, uh, story of connection. Like what connection Mm. has been for you? I feel like, like if you think about when you, what you were saying earlier about when you first moved to Denver and feeling alone and now all of a sudden you walk into a random <laughs> gas station in Oklahoma and someone knows you by your first name. <laughs> yeah. And like and I would imagine that you feel love, maybe, yeah. from like strangers and from everybody. But I think it's yeah, like I mean, it's a very it's an extreme illustration of the power of connection. Yeah. 
Well, and we had an it interesting is. question from someone in our Facebook group, Less Alone Podcast Group.com. And Megan Marie, she wants to know how do you get past all the opinions about your love life? Oh. <laughs> Since <laughs> like, people uh, feel like they know you. Oh, definitely. I mean, one, you don't want to get past. I've learned here recently or in the last four and a half years, even some of the most critical, untrue opinions aren't necessarily things I just want to like get past. Like I don't want the attitude of they don't know because that, that doesn't do me much good. It does at every level. There is a, what I know to be true. Um, if I'm honest with myself and what I know to not, not be true, but I have to process through that lens of what's true, what's not. Um, because if somebody is saying something about my character, um, that is critical and I'm not, uh, and I'm not even listening to them because it hurts. Well, that's not fair to me or to the person. And so when it looks at my love life and all the opinions out there and if people really know me or not, there's moments that if people are just plain wrong, they mm-hmm. don't understand, they don't know, but I get why they're invested because I, you know, I agreed to put my story out there to millions of people and my love life to millions of people. And they've wrote, they kind of rode this, this ride with me. Um, and so they have a right. I've opened my life up to, for them to have a right to say, Hey, we're happy for you. Or, Hey, we don't think this is the right thing. Or, Hey, maybe you should try to put a ring on this girl's finger as fast <laughs> as possible. <laughs> uh, like I've given them that right. And I want them to feel like they are involved because quite frankly, they are now what, where the line gets crossed is when, um, the words get to be damaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and that happens Often, but rarely, meaning it happens in every time I'm go like anytime anything public is said, but for every thousand really nice comments, there's always going to be the one that stings a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, you just get, you just continue to listen, but also know what the truth is um, and be aware of that truth. Yeah. So, wow, that's so good. Um, so, so good. And I just have to say, I really admire and appreciate your honesty. I mean, with us in these like, quick 25 minutes and also in the way that it sounds like people have been able to say what could be taken as really harsh feedback, but the way that you, it sounds like honestly look at yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And just, we can all learn from that. So thank you so much. So Ben, we're just closing in on our time with you and I have one random question for you that has nothing to do with the bachelor or anything (laughs) we talked about. So if you're up for it, um, the question is, if the human body updated to version 2.0, what improvements would you like to see? Oh, wow. <laughs> the human body is up to, that's, that's really great. Um, I have terrible knees. I would like to see oh. this knee thing get figured out. Oh. <laughs> I, my knees hurt. I played basketball two nights ago. I woke up this morning, this morning feeling like I had just gotten hit by a truck. Oh, no. Uh, I would say that. I, I would also say... Um, in all seriousness. And again, I want to go back to like the very beginning of this conversation. I didn't preface all this. I've said a lot and you guys have asked great questions. I'm giving my best answers. I don't know a lot. And so, um, we're all trying here and exactly. I'm saying stuff from my, from my experience, um, and kind of what I've felt and seen and processed and tried to understand. And some of the stuff I said, I'll probably, if I listen to this five years from now, I'd probably go, wow, you were crazy. Um, <laughs> And I'm just, so I'm just trying. So I don't want anybody listening to this and be like, oh, wow, this guy thinks he knows it all. No, that's, I, I really don't. <laughs> um, I'm just trying here. The second is if, 
you know, I uh, have the there's a lot a lot of disease. I don't want to just say disease. I'm really my grandfather suffered from Parkinson's disease mm-hmm. and passed away uh, over a year ago. There are some diseases with the nervous system that are um, just really, really brutal to watch. And I would mm-hmm. love to see us figure out um, how we could complement um, and fight some of those things because it just really takes the humanity out of the human at times. Mm-hmm. Wow. Even that answer is so kind. Jeez. Guys, Ben, no. we really like you. Yeah. This is why you're Hello, the most you beloved doing? bachelor of all time. You won me over, Ben. You won me over. She's now a super yeah, well, fan. I'm a super fan now. Follow all your links. Well, I was going to say, I mean, I think my season's on Amazon Prime now, so if you want to go back and yes. uh, okay. Oh, hey, that's good to know. (laughs) Oh, Ben, well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. We really appreciate it so much, and you are just a joy. So thank you. And we will be, (laughs) since we're all in Denver, we will uh, definitely do what we can to support Generous Coffee. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Do they open at 6 a.m. by chance? Uh, It's at 7, so Uh it's a little bit later, but... Um, stop into Generous Coffee of one in Golden, one in South Denver, and go to generouscoffee.com to okay. buy your coffee to get it delivered to your house. Okay. Awesome. Perfect. That's so great. All thank right. you so thank much. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you all. Appreciate it. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. You can find more about this episode and a way to connect to the community at lessalonepodcast.com. And if you like us, don't forget to subscribe and be sure to leave a review. It helps other people find us and could be just what they need.